Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Another milestone, another whatcha. It's time to dive deep into what your normie hosts are enjoying on Normies Like Us. I'm going to, okay? Welcome back to Normies Like Us. You heard it up top. We're back with another Whatcha episode. That's right, where we're going to slow it down and let you get to know your hosts a little while we talk about what we're watching, what we're loving, here on Normies Like Us with your hosts, Colin. Mike. Joe. And Jacob. We all had to think about it. We don't know. We <laughs> no never get to say our normal names. But we're here. Yeah. The watches. We had a bit of a hiatus. You know, I had, um, I was called away unexpectedly. So we decided let's just take a break. And now we're back and we're going to, you know, do a catch up on uh, what you've been reading, watching, all that, like we normally do every 10 or so. So uh, hope you enjoy it. And we're happy to be back. And uh, thanks for sticking it out. And meanwhile, listeners. That's right. Yep, but uh, watch his recaps. We're going to dive into it, obviously. It's been a couple weeks, but, you know, good to see you guys. A lot's big events happened. happening, right? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We might not cover everything, but obviously big events uh, in the news. I don't know. What do, you, what do you think? Do we just hop into it straight out the gate? No need yeah. to. Uh, um, I say uh, that we ask the listeners to keep this podcast name out of their mouth. Oh yeah! Talking about, uh, exciting things that have happened Topical. lately. <laughs> That's right. Or they might get the smackest downest. We'll see uh, <laughs> what happens if they don't keep that uh, name out of their mouth. But we'll catch you on the other side of this. Normies like us. We're back. You're on Normies Like Us. We're just talking what we're watching. Uh, but of course, as Mike mm. mime slapping at me right now, we have to talk about the big slap in the room, a.k.a. the slap, a.k.a. Mm. a ceremony that has occurred lately uh, that we can give our thoughts on and all the films we've enjoyed, the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. The slaps That's right. around the world. <laughs> oh, no. Absolutely. Where were you when the slap happened? You'll always remember. Getting texts from you, Jacob, as <laughs> none of us were watching That's it. That's right. And you very Mm-mm. excitedly said, uh, Will true. Smith just did the craziest thing? <laughs> yeah, I broke yeah. the news to you, you might say. Yeah, yeah. Um, so unless you've been living under a rock, yeah, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Oh, that was a good joke because of Rock. Anyway, he slapped Chris Rock in the <laughs> face during the Oscars uh, due to a joke uh, Addressed towards uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, Let me tell you, it was crazy when I watched it live. Um, (laughs) I bet. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let me just tell you, you know, I've been watching a lot of Oscar movies in preparation for this podcast. Uh, Really, you know, I don't know why I was doing it. No one else was. But uh, just for fun, (laughs) I decided to watch like as many Best Picture nominees as I could uh, before the broadcast. And then I, 
you know, I don't really care about the Oscars that much. I just want to make that clear. But uh, <laughs> I was but as, a, as a fan of film and the art yes. of cinema, you wanted to culture. see what was nominated. Yes, it's right, all right, bullshit, right. But you know, I like to see good good films win. Uh, I wasn't gonna watch the broadcast. I only was gonna watch if I could find a way to watch it for free because I don't have like basic TV here. I just have like streaming and stuff. But I I was able to watch mm-hmm. a free stream. And so I just had it on in the background and I'm watching, you know, it's probably one of the worst Oscar, uh, broadcasts that I've seen ever. Uh, it was pretty bad, pretty boring. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, Chris Rock comes out, he's telling a couple jokes, he makes a GI Jane two joke, uh, about Jada Pinkett Smith, which so I didn't topical. understand at first, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I guess, you know, cause she shaved her head because she has alopecia, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Will Smith just walks right up on stage Smacks him in the face. Nobody knew if it was a bit. Nobody knew what was going on. The audio cut out on the American, you know, broadcast for like 15 to 30 seconds. Uh, it was insane. And then later, you know, I saw the uncensored versions where he's, you know, yelling and stuff. And I was like, oh, there's real, you know, anger in his voice. So yeah. I guess this isn't staged. But I mean, yeah, absolutely crazy. Probably beats the moonlight La La Land thing is the craziest thing to ever happen at the Oscars. Certainly. I mean, not since, uh, not since Tom Cruise jumped on a couch, has the nation been so captivated by a (laughs) maniac who's past his prime. Two people connected to Scientology, by the way. So, Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. You know, know. It was all downhill from there. <laughs> Our follow-ups. So the, the two of you guys, we get that text from Jacob. What mm. do you guys do? Because none of us were watching it, right? Oh, no. Yeah. Not at all. No. Just me. Um, I didn't even I, care that much. Just to make I, it clear. It was, I didn't even know Chris Rock was hosting. Usually, like, I'm pretty okay. In he wasn't the, hosting. You know what I mean? He was just... Uh, oh, he wasn't? So he... He came out to just presenting that particular the best award. documentary uh, awards, which uh, Questlove, the drummer from the Roots, made a movie called right. Summer of Soul that won. And then he had to come up awkwardly after that and give his acceptance oh, no. speech. No one could concentrate on it. I felt really bad for him. But yeah, so oh, he was presenting no. best documentary. He just did a couple jokes beforehand for some reason. But very strange. <laughs> yeah, I, I got your text. I got on Twitter and I immediately saw the uncensored version. And uh eh. I'm here yep, for it. Yeah, the, like, the Japanese know, version made fight. its rounds very quickly. <laughs> the discourse has not stopped. There's been a lot of crazy takes about, you know, people being traumatized and all this stuff. But it's well, cr- I mean, it's I say, let's just move on. How long? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, give give our take. Like, who do you, whose side are you on? Because I know for me, Chris Rock has been very public about being bullied as a kid, mm. and like now Will Smith is a, dragging up some of those demons maybe i feel bad for chris rock oh, no. I think, yeah i feel bad for chris rock i mean it was maybe but a, he's a, winning because taste. his ticket sales right. are blowing up so he, he came out the winner you know but i feel yeah. bad for him it's not like it was a super offensive joke i thought maybe it was in bad taste but maybe he didn't know about alopecia and even so like you know ricky ricky gervais who i'm not really a fan of but he's done many worse jokes you know presenting the uh what is it the golden globes so Will if you're Smith's a celebrity, comedian you gotta, in the 90s, I'm sure he has some bad material out there floating around, you know? Yeah. And it's just crazy because Will Smith, you know, one of the most bankable, you know, family-friendly stars there is, uh, you know, totally ruined his image, you might say, uh, in a matter of, you know, a couple seconds. But now and he's getting his actor. projects being put on hold, all this, which I think is over the top. But It's, cr- it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's really crazy. They're like, going to make Bad mm-hmm. Boys 4. That's been put on hold, I guess. So. Well, you know, he's a badder boy. <laughs> it, it blows my mind. He's the baddest boy. It is. Mm-hmm. 
I tr- it's it's like the most trivial thing ever, right? Like like Will Smith threw yeah, a temper tantrum, and the country has been talking about it for over a week. Like it's like, come on, man, who cares? Meanwhile, we I, have like actual psychopaths, like you know Ezra Miller, The Flash, you know, choking people and doing all kinds of yeah. shenanigans. No, it's just, that it's wasn't on so, live TV. It, it, it was the yeah. perfect reminder that like everyone in like Hollywood is just like overgrown musical theater kids. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Like sure. it had like, you know that meme where the kids like, uh, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I'm glad you broke your elbow yeah. um, like that. Mm-hmm. That's what that whole exchange reminded me of. Like that's the energy yeah. it, it was, it was given off. It reminded me of the uh, the viral video. I think it was like an Indian TV show. The woman slaps the guy and he goes, how can she slap? How can she slap? How can he slap? Yeah, but So hold on. Um, Here's what I want to say. Captivated the world, but yeah. My reaction to it was I got that text from Jacob. I go into my bedroom, which is the room where I have like my TV that has like a, a satellite thing hooked up so I can get mm-hmm. like normal broadcasts. I'm going like yep, ABC. Yep. Where is ABC? Find it. <laughs> Jacob, if you had not texted me that, if I had just decided to turn on the Academy Awards, you wouldn't know any of that happened. The reaction and handling of it in the rest of the night and even the people involved standing up, standing ovation, nobody being punished, no awkward weirdness, just like you said, a weird, boring, dumb show. (laughs) That mishandling, that is just brutal. It's very strange. I mean, a lot of there's definitely a vibe in the room after it happens where no one in the audience really knew what to think. Uh, the Oscars didn't really address it. You know, Will Smith won Best Actor as he was, you know, the, the favorite. He said About he's a river. Later. He said, "I am a river." He was crying. Yeah, yeah. he's a vessel he for gave love. A totally I think he normal said. speech. Hey. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's a fierce uh, no, protector. Was very strange. A vessel for love. He said they did not play of- him <laughs> off stage. They let him talk as long and as he, he got wanted, a standing ovation, which is crazy. They knew so that he they tried to, they get wanted, too. Yeah, he won an Oscar for playing Richard Williams, the father mm. of Venus and Serena Williams, the tennis players. Uh, who has his own history of like, um, you know, overshadowing his, his daughter sometimes controversy, uh, which not so much in the movie, which which we can get to because I did watch that movie as well. So there are a lot of, you know, comparisons between the character that he was playing. Maybe he was just, you know, being method. But I think Will Smith is a little bit. Uh, Hadn't turned it off. Hadn't <laughs> done the commentary track. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've seen some other things, that, other comments he's made and stuff, which, you know, hint at a very, you know, troubled mind, I think. Uh, but I won't, so, you know, judge too Jim much. Jim won't speculate Desperado? on that. A rough ride? And <laughs> yeah. you don't want nada? Chris Rock did not want nada. damaged mind? <laughs> I, it's, the fact that they're like, Netflix is going to put his movie on hold and no more Bad Boys 4 is like, are you kidding? Like, they act yeah, like that's ridiculous. Did you see right. the tweet from uh, Judd Apatow where he was like, he could have killed him. He could have killed him, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> no. There were oh, so many man. ridiculous takes. And, you know, comedians were obviously upset about it because, you know, they feel like, oh, if he can do that, then people are just going to come up and start Cancel assaulting culture. comedians or whatever on stage. I think, you know, it's a little what overkill. A bunch of Let's just, uh, <laughs> what a bunch of babies. Everyone's acting yeah. like such babies about it. Man, I agree with Joe's take. I like Daniel Radcliffe's take. I like this take of just being like, this is the dumbest thing on the planet. Why is anybody still talking about it? Oh, yeah, You're we right, should absolutely right. be moving on. We're giving our takes now because we didn't have an We're episode late. last week. Yeah, we got to react. <laughs> but, 
Yeah. I guess it's, in the it's, spirit of moving on, People are talking about it, though, so it's not oh, like yeah. we're that it It's crazy, yeah. Uh, it, well, there's going to be a punishment after this yeah. episode, like a month from now. Uh, He'll be, like, executed. Well, he already <laughs> oh, resigned geez. from the Academy. <laughs> I think he's learned his lesson. Let's just mm-hmm. everyone relax and let's move on with our lives, right? Yeah, Jacob, how can you slap? We're all slap. Did here. he deserve it? Did he not the slap? Did he deserve <laughs> the Academy Award? Um, he, you know, it was all right. I think uh, it was more is maybe sort of a legacy award where you know Will Smith's been around for a long time. Probably not mm-hmm. going to get that many chances for Oscars in the future. Like he doesn't do a lot of Oscar movies, so this was kind of his lifetime achievement award in a way. I think, but he was he was good in King Richard. Some Oscar okay. voter being like, "Well, he did do it Big Willie style." He's <laughs> like checking the box. Yeah, I think, you know, Denzel Washington, you can make an argument that he should have won this year, but he's always, you know, he's always nominated because he's a great actor. Not that Will Smith isn't a great actor. He's just a different kind of actor, you know. I mean, King Kong's got nothing on him, though. <laughs> That's right. So. I mean, Denzel Washington, uh, one of the greatest actors ever. Yeah. Right? So what about the rest of the field, though? You watch a lot of these uh, Oscar-nominated, you know, best pictures and stuff. What, what, what are your thoughts about that field and any kind of standouts uh, for you? Yeah. So this is the part of the podcast that we call the Academy Awards, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Bring that name trademark. Famous uh, what we call right. it. Very famous. Mm-hmm. That's what I um, call it. Trademark. Yeah, you, you know, I decided to watch, you know, I'd already seen like 5 out of the 10 nominees and I was like, mm. I might as well try to watch some of these that I wouldn't normally seek out, like King Richard, like Coda, the actual best picture winner, uh mm-hmm. and like Drive My Car, which I thought was excellent as well. So those three, in addition to the five that I already seen, which was Dune, uh, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, Don't Look Up, and uh, I didn't know you saw Dune. Oh yeah, yeah, you know Dune. Oh, Licorice Pizza, <laughs> of course. Uh, oh, that's so the right, two that I did not see out of the ten was West Side Story, which you know I feel like I've seen that already. Uh, <laughs> so beautiful though. Yeah, mm. I'll probably watch that at some point, and then Belfast, which. It w- that was probably the only one that wasn't available on any streaming site, so I didn't really, I didn't want to rent it. Can you imagine uh, wasting your time watching that movie? <laughs> yeah, not, it wasn't you know that high up on my priorities. But Coda, King Richard, Drive My Car, all available on various streaming sites, HBO or uh, Apple Apple Plus, Apple, Apple TV, TV Plus, Apple TV, Apple TV Plus, Plus, Plus. Max, uh, Coda. <laughs> Which, you know, Apple won an Oscar before Netflix. Netflix has been trying for years. Yeah, that's pretty big. Oh my and God. Apple TV comes in at the last moment, gets the, the deaf family. The, so, if you don't know what Coda is, uh, which, you know, is very heartwarming. I, I did enjoy it, even though it's not the kind of movie that I normally seek out and watch. Because it's a very, by the numbers, kind of, it's exactly what you expect it to be. But it is well made. Um, so, it's a, you know, Coda stands for Child of Deaf... Uh, adults child of Mm -hmm. death adults so this this girl is the only hearing person in her family uh her parents are deaf and her brother is deaf and she's Mm. a singer she wants to be a singer so uh you can imagine there's a lot of predicaments therein yeah uh but you know it's a very like i said by the numbers but well made uh very uplifting uh could make you cry you know it's very you know heartwarming channel uh, original I did compare mm-hmm. it to a Disney Channel original movie, uh, but uh, which you know I stand by. Probably you know, I, you know it's it. A lot of people it's a like it. I'll say the numbers, maybe. Yeah, you know, you know it's, it's not going to surprise. Would you call it this year's Green Book? 
Ooh. I don't think it was, you know, I never saw Green Book, but I think it, but it's you know less, what I mean. like, yeah, it's more inoffensive Green than Green Book. I think the reason it won this year is because it was, even though I thought it was a pretty strong group of films, there wasn't a prohibitive favorite. So it kind of won in a, a year where there wasn't a strong favorite. They're like, well, we got to give it to something. Power of the Dog had some momentum going in, but there was some, some backlash to it after a while. And Coda, the very family-friendly, very inoffensive movie came along and won. So, you know, it's, 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 well, it's well made, though. You know, the, uh, the dad, uh, Troy Kotspur, won Best Supporting Actor. Marley Matlin was the mom, famous deaf actress. Uh, so, you know, very well done, I have to say. All right. Well, codified Apple got an Oscar. There you go. Yeah. So uh, check Netflix, that out on Apple. Try harder. Uh, and then, you know, on HBO. It. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying, I don't think I would watch it, but uh, here is my pitch now, Joe. Troy Kotzer, if they ever do Uncle Ben in the MCU, make him, make him a deaf Uncle Ben, mm. have him be in flashbacks or whatever. Have that be why Spider-Man straight up does I Love You when he fucking shoots the web and shit. Make it as corny as you fucking want. You wouldn't Ooh. love Tom Holland, like, bawling, like, doing some, yeah. you know, hippie-style um, Spider-Man ultimate, you know, where he's, where he's like an older Uncle Ben cool guy, right? Yeah. Make him deaf. I would take that it. That could be good, yeah. I mean, I would, I am interested to see what kind of roles he'll get, you know, as now an Oscar winner. He mm-hmm. hasn't done a lot. I mean, he's been in Deaf Theater a lot. Uh, he, he was the in an episode of Sign Language. Yeah, he was in an episode oh, of Mandalorian awesome. as a Tuscan Raider too. But not, he was not in the the Boa Fett. He wasn't in those group of Raiders. But he was a different uh, Tuscan. He was in the it is season right, two like premiere of Mandalorian. Oh, nice, nice. But hopefully, he gets some recognition. Head. Of course, Marley Matlin is like the one deaf actress that everybody knows, right? Um, surprised that she wasn't even nominated when he won because they. I feel like they kind of both did about the same level of, you know, acting. Lifting, in that movie, but yeah. yeah. Um, and also, you know, the family is is they they live in, uh, you know, New England, and they're they're a fishing family. So uh, there's all these you know trials and tribulations of having to navigate the fishing world, but while being deaf and all this, and so the girl has to choose mm-hmm. between being the hearing person on the boat because they need by you know law they need you know a hearing person on on board or you know following her dreams and becoming a singer and all that so yeah it was good hmm. but nothing to write home about i would say but just <laughs> enough to win an oscar but nothing to write home about. <laughs> right on, yeah. to it's not what i would have gave the oscar but i can understand it best adapted uh, yeah, yeah. screenplay a french movie that somebody saw and was like we could just do that yeah, yeah. i could do that and this movie yeah. was at Sundance. It won all the awards at Sundance. It was a big audience favorite. Uh, and then Apple came in and scooped it up and rode it all the way to the Oscars. So good Dang, for they didn't even make it. They just bought the rights. Yeah, literally. Those, like they, tricky they bid for it punks. in Sundance and beat Netflix, who's been trying to make an Oscar winner for years. But uh, wow. sorry, Netflix. Better luck next time, right? Yep. They're still doing fine. I don't think they're hurting too much. No, Netflix I think they're okay. Plenty of money, yeah. Uh, I'll mention just the other two that I watched on HBO. Uh, what is it? King Richard and Drive mm-hmm. My Car. King Richard, mm-hmm. again, well made, but it's exactly what you're expecting to be. A very standard biopic, if you will. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's good, you know. Everyone does a good job in it. Uh, don't have too much to say about oh. it, really, except, uh, you know. I thought it was... It's a biopic. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's not going to surprise you, but it's it's well-made. It's interesting to see the story of Venus and Serena, the two two of the greatest tennis players of all time, especially Serena. She's kind mm-hmm. of maybe the greatest tennis player ever. 
Uh, so, um, and it follows their dad, which is kind of an interesting choice, but uh, <laughs> it does right, definitely right. show them a lot and kind of shows their journey. But uh, the framing of it being about King Richard, uh, it's interesting. I don't know. What do you guys think? Were you interested to watch I that one? to it in that um, if even if I did do something really good, I would be like, just make the movie about my dad. Like, he's really cool and yeah. I like him. So I want everybody else yeah. to like him, too. I would be most interested in seeing the scene um, where he's training them on their forehand. I think Will Smith's really got that down. <laughs> well, again, that's um, the thing with, with Richard well, Williams. He has some shady things in his past, like, you know, maybe some domestic uh, abuse type stuff that they kind of left out of the movie or downplayed a little bit. So, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, the, the parents aren't together anymore. They divorced like in the mid two thousands. So, you know, it's a little bit of a, you know, positive spin on his life, but he did have this whole plan from when they were children to like train them super hard to become tennis stars and it worked out. So I guess, you know, yeah. he won. <laughs> It was like running perhaps, Charles perhaps. Xavier's school for tennis players only. Like, yeah, kidding? basically, yeah. I mean, yes, yeah, exactly. He basically just saw some like tennis players, I guess, and was like, you know, I could have some daughters that do that and become the greatest in the world at it. From birth, I will make them ice skate. <laughs> yes, yeah. they'll be forged yeah. on the court. Very strange, but you know, it worked out. But very competently made movie. I'll just say that. Um, Drive My Car, on the other hand, I thought was really excellent. Uh, this is a Japanese film. Uh, mm. uh, it's based on a Murakami, you know, short story, Haruki Murakami, who did like Norwegian Ooh, Wood. Nice. Um, I guess he names a lot of his stories after Beatles songs. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it was really, really good. I mean, it's three hours. It's, uh, you know, a foreign language film, obviously. So it's going to be a tough sell for a lot of people, but I think it's definitely worth it. Uh, if you're into that kind of movies, if you're into like a slow drama in another language that's three hours long, uh, check it out. It's really good. Nice. And uh, I, I'm, the, I'm the kind of audience for that, perhaps. Yeah. Um, um, very interesting story about a di- play director who's doing, uh, he does like these unorthodox plays that are multilingual. So like every actor in the play is speaking a different language. Uh, they're kind of like experimental theater and it's about, you know, right. relationships and, uh, grief and, and, you know, forgiveness and all those good, good human emotions. Uh, and I'm surprised it got yes. nominated for human best picture. <laughs> yeah. I'm familiar with human emotions. You know, I try to familiarize myself with them as much as possible, like data and um, star Trek. Uh, <laughs> well, I think they're finally put, you know, we had departures was nominated, I think a while back and then parasite yeah. one. So I think the Oscars are Toy Story to three. They always throw one in there like that. <laughs> Yeah, well, this was a right, surprise right. <laughs> because, I mean, it was the favorite to win Best International Film, obviously, but this was the mm-hmm. first Japanese film ever to be nominated for Best Picture. Kira Kurosawa never did it, uh, which is insane, but yeah, it's that the first is one. Insane. <laughs> so now we have Parasite, well, you know, first Korean movie, and now we have Drive My Car. So Drive My Car. It's so. just, you know, good to see it get nominated. And the director got nominated for Best Director, I believe, which is... You know, good job. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Netflix, I think, is doing a lot of heavy lifting, getting people used to subtitles again, like the, the, yeah. like the Squid well, that, Game that numbers on and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, well yeah. But for example, I'm saying people are kind of getting more okay. The right. average normie maybe is okay with subtitles more than they I also want to say about been. Drive My Car, really great cinematography for a movie, for that kind of movie, very minimalist, but I could just watch that red sob drive all over the highway <laughs> in Japan 
And it's just really beautiful mm-hmm. to look at in a very yeah. minimalist sort of way, really excellent framing and, and just like every frame just looked really beautiful. Nice, nice. I'll just a lot try. Of it I said like, dude, no where's my car? But yeah, I'll give this one a try. A lot of it said no Okinawa, which, you know, a lot of very beautiful, you know, sort of tropical landscapes and such. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Very cool. Two thumbs up for well, me. Well, I, I was keeping it equally highbrow with what I was watching because I finally got access to Paramount Plus, uh, which meant I could watch Jackass Forever. And I've been oh, wanting to see watch. Jackass Forever for a long time. Why wasn't and, uh, that up for it, Best Picture? Best Picture. <laughs> why not? Right, right. I had a lot of fun with it. But did you guys see Jackass Forever have any interest in it? It's on Paramount Plus if you can get there. But I, I, I enjoyed it for what it, for exactly what I haven't seen that yet. A lot of a lot of a lot of dick jokes in this one. This one's pretty dick mm-hmm. dick joke heavy. Uh, what? Fairly dick heavy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, Did you love it, Joe? I, uh, <laughs> it was it was fun. I guess it's crazy to think how old they are now compared to like when they started this. You feel and it. the fact that they're mm-hmm. still doing uh, what they're doing is like insane. Um, there's a new guy whose name is Poopsies. Uh, I, th- yeah, I thought he was funny because his name was Poopsies. <laughs> yeah, that. I like you know. I know they have some like you know some of their fans or people that have sort of were inspired by them. Like I know there's this one guy on the internet that was called. I think at one point he was called like Too Stupid to Die. Um, He's Jack Holmes. Yes, yeah. Yeah. that guy. I know there. he was maybe in some of this movie doing some guest kind of mm-hmm. you know starring. But um, I'm just happy because he's obviously been imitating him and now he gets to you know do it with his heroes he's part of the main cast yeah, yeah i think that's uh, great without diving too much into it I, I appreciated it as kind of this reflexive look like joe said why are we doing this we're so old <laughs> and like the whole the whole construct of like a jackass movie it's like it's like breaking down the barrier between like the audience and content and like how it's created and it's just like it's this weird kind of almost meta thing now that we've grown up with it for 20 years so it's just interesting to see the kids they're passing the torch on to these old dudes still going doing weird stuff and just what is this is like lowbrow but it feels weirdly highbrow in this era like it it feels like it's saying something while being dick joke heavy i don't know sure and PP, which but. is what I'm going to start calling Paramount Plus, has um, all of the jackasses. Did you marathon it before you watched the fourth one? Mm. Uh, so I had watched some of the other not. movies not too long ago, like within the last two years, which is you know probably my mm-hmm. cap for watching jackass. Your usual movies. jackass rewatches. Uh, but yeah, I wanted yeah, to see if they had any of the show. And interestingly enough, ah. like they have a couple of episodes, but not hmm. everything. Uh, I was hoping to find things like Viva La Bam too. They did not mm. have that, um, so that's something that like I hope that I've caught some old filmed. episodes of uh, I've caught some old episodes yeah, just, of Viva La Bam with uh, friend of the show Cole before, and I say it doesn't really hold up too well. <laughs> I, I, I'm not expecting it to hold up, but I wanted to yeah. just kind of like check out have. that that early 2000s nostalgia. It's a time capsule, yeah, yeah. totally, totally. Um, but the Tom like Guido's the dead. two or three episodes on there are mind. like the pilots, and they're crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Most of Evil Man was just him just being a dick to his parents, yeah, like yeah. a lot. You know, yeah. I think they have like a restraining off. order against him now because he's like lost <laughs> mm-hmm. it. So yeah, um, that's sad. Yeah, uh, Jackass Forever. Like final thoughts on it for me though is like there were there were a lot of dicks and um, <laughs> the the violence in this one was like pretty wild. Like Johnny Whoa. Knoxville gets 
mega messed up. There's like one stunt they do where mm-hmm. like they get up and like four people are bleeding from the head. And it's oh like, God. oh, that seems like pretty aggressive. You're too old for this shit. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's not a lot of like, they don't, they show like the aftermath, but they don't show. And then we were all okay. It's like, we were all bleeding and next scene. Yeah. And it's like, oh. okay, I don't know how the recovery went. Which but, I, um, I feel like yeah, in it, the first ones, they did kind of like, you know, explore that part of the story a little bit. This just goes from like, oh, that person needs stitches. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Hospital. He's on a he's on a gurney. Next scene, he's fine. But um, yeah, they do a little thing. Ryan Dunn forever at the end, which I thought oh. was nice. You know, obviously he passed too early, and you know he's a big part of the early so. But uh, yeah, for your highbrow jackass forever, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, Joe, I think I saw on the list. Did you have Paramount uh, PP content also? <laughs> um, you were checking out. I think so. Yeah, I, Paramount Plus is the app that just disappoints me. Um, <laughs> Oh, good. I watch things that disappoint me, right? So that includes um, Halo, Picard, yeah. and Jackass yes. Forever so far, which are and and way too many uh, MTV reality shows. Which you know, when I watch, mm. I end up disappointed in myself. But, I've been <laughs> I've been thinking about getting it just to see, just to watch Star Trek and maybe Halo. Um, but it's got it's taking all the Star Treks off Netflix now, so I feel like like I'm I hate last it. night said into mm-hmm. my Roku thing, Rathacon. I was so excited. I was like, it's on Netflix. I've watched They're it a thousand times on Plus Netflix. Now. What are you talking about, Colin? <laughs> Jacob, the disappointment I felt immediately, screaming out, Paramount Plus! Yeah, I actually, I wanted to watch all the Star Trek movies recently. I wanted to do a Star Trek mm-hmm. movie, just watch them all, marathon. Save and, it. I have a pitch yeah. at the end of this on what mm. we're going to do for our Christmas series. Oh, <laughs> oh incredible. Okay. But, uh, Joe, did you watch, speaking of space and sci-fi, did you watch Halo? I did, yeah. Uh, Man. I watched both of the episodes that are out. Oh, I only watched the first one. Um, Okay, so I'll keep it there. It's it's just stunning how bad it looks. Like, (laughs) remember when Steven Spielberg was going to make this a movie? And, like, that was, like, there were a ton of great names attached to this at so many different points. And what we ended up with... Yeah, Peter Alex Jackson. Garland got paid a million dollars to oh, write man, a screenplay. Yeah. Um, the yeah. highest written, paid, commissioned screenplay ever. A million dollars to write a wow. Halo movie. And um, yeah, what I was we turned end into up this. with is just like probably some of the worst CGI I think mm-hmm. I've seen in any budget, like let alone something that's supposed to be this high. It's wow. crazy. Like if you're trying to bring an offering to your PP platform that's going to compete with things on Disney Plus or Netflix, right? It should hold up. And I agree, the effects do not. I just kept thinking, like, this feels like the future of Saturday morning cartoons. Like, this will just be how good shitty children's shows look right. to sell toys. Yeah, I've heard so That's kind of how uh, I feel when I look at it. I've heard it compared to CW, like, CW level writing, mm. CW level acting effects. I don't think that's um, fair. I like the CW shows because they agreed. also like know what they are <laughs> and they yeah. play within those rules well. Some this, are better than others. This does not no, feel self They missed the mark on the first episode. Mm-hmm. Well, let me just set mine up real quick. So I don't have Paramount Plus. Colin, how did you watch this? Did you pirate it? No, I'm 32 <laughs> years old now. I just don't have time to do things like that anymore. Mm-hmm. I use, and I'm always talking to you guys about, Pluto TV, Mm. one of my favorite apps of Mm. all time. It is a Paramount-owned streaming network that has commercials that is channeled. So you can flip Mm -hmm. through and go, 
Pluto action. And you're like, oh, Mission Impossible 3, the last 30 minutes before it rolls into the Red Dawn remake? Fantastic. That's what Colin Sundays are all about, right? While he's doing laundry. Nice. Or before I go to work, I will put it on, come home, TV is rolling content that I didn't choose. I like that. You can't do that with Mm -hmm. Netflix and stuff. I like that. Yeah. They have a channel called Paramount Picks that are them pushing to try and hook you. It's like what they've done with YouTube to put the pilot on there. They show Mm -hmm. Halo all day in a block. Halo, a making of Halo documentary. Halo, a making of Halo documentary. All day, 24-7. So I can just click in. And I'm like, okay, I sit down, I'm looking at the clock, I caught the perfect timing, let's watch it. Now, here's what Mm -hmm. this show is, guys. It is like when I would get home from school and switch to TBS or channels that don't exist anymore, TNT, and the Highlander TV series would be on. And you'd be like, I like Mm -hmm. Highlander. And you're like, you do? And it's like, yeah, why not? I bet this is as good as Highlander. No, it's not. It's a shitty Mm -hmm. TV version of the thing that you like. It sucks. Mm -hmm. It sucks. It's a bummer. And they're doing basically another Lone Wolf and Cub Mandalorian type thing. Not to get too much into it, but it's like, what if we put Master Chief with like a younger, more vulnerable character and it can bring out his softer side? It should be like a a baby Mm -hmm. elite that's like a little cute baby elite. And then (laughs) the chosen one. (laughs) So it's bad. I, I don't think it deserves as much time as we're giving it, but it's like they, they, they're not even using the music. Like they, it, it's such an easy slam dunk and they're just missing the layup and it's like, well, fuck this yeah. show and fuck PP. Yeah, that sounds bad. <laughs> yeah. I haven't got PP yet. Uh, I'm really considering it because I, like I said, I wanted to watch all the Star Treks. You can watch P card. P card. Yeah. Season two. Which, which I watched uh, the first two of that and didn't love it. Hmm. It's better, but it's still I've not heard great. It's better what this season is. I don't know, guys. I mean, you guys can like that It's show. a million times better than last season. Um, yeah. I did not like the second. Or it's it's again like the fucking flow of Powerment Plus, man. Like it, it, the mm-hmm. first episode, I was like, I'm in, I'm in. The second episode, immediately, I was like, Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> it, it the ebb and flow of it, man. It's it's wild. It's like they're so yeah. close mm-hmm. to doing things that I love. And they just like can never finish it. Again, for me, (laughs) it's all the the Alex Kurtzman angle of it all. The direction he's taken Star Trek over the last decade. I've not been a fan of any of it. And, you know, it's just a bummer for me that he's like the John Favreau of Star Trek. There's four Star Trek shows, five now, because we have Discovery, we have Brave, Brave New Worlds. Worlds, we have Picard, we have the two animated Which ones. Brave New Worlds does look more promising. No one's watching any of these. Yeah. Yeah. No one's I will say Brave New Worlds looks the most promising of the live action ones that I've seen, where it's going back to the old formula, it's going to be a starship traveling around, getting into wacky adventures. But it's still set in the past, it's not set in the future. Yeah, it's, it's set like, in the pre-original uh, series era, obviously following Captain Pike. Pike. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's just the whole direction that star Trek's been in. I don't know anyone that watches discovery. I don't, you know, the, what's the audience for that show? The time you know, star Trek fans. Picard is what like frustrates me so much. Cause we're back. Like, I think it's like 2025 or something like that. Like it's, you know, a mm-hmm. little bit off from now, but basically now, and it looks nothing like it should in Canon for the world. Like that's the thing that yeah. frustrates me the most. It's like LA is supposed to be like, a burning hellhole at this point like 
when we meet right, people the twenty years from now, the yeah, like, wars. it's so frustrating. And they throw in little nods and names and stuff like that, but it doesn't match, and that like irritates me endlessly. For me, even just the like look, when Deep Space, yeah, just the aesthetic and the look of everything is just off to me. And like, I know it's like been thirty years since TNG or whatever in that you know reality, but it just everything's holograms and now and stuff, life. and it's like, I guess, I mean. But in 30 years, they developed holograms. They've had all this super high-tech technology forever, but now it's all about, you know, holographic and, and stuff. I don't know. It's weird. Um, they couldn't even have different information on the same tablet. You had separate tablets for separate data. Yeah. Like, you couldn't just have an iPad. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's going to um, come back, Mike. When Deep Space Nine did, you know, the triple throwback, they made it look exactly like the 60s series. Yes. And that's why it has that charm. But now you're going back to TNG era. It doesn't look TNG. I don't know. Not a fan. PP. PP. Not for me. <laughs> I will say I've, I've been doing my most recent Deep Space Nine watch on it though, and like there is, there's stuff. It's gonna be there's the only a way. lot of content on it, so it might. DS Nine might disappoint you, but it's pretty loaded. Yeah, that's the only one still mm. on Netflix at this point. But who knows how long that'll be? Because they just took off TNG, which I was disappointed about. Because I like to throw on the random episode of TNG every once in a while. So maybe I'll get mm-hmm. PP just for that. You know, we'll yeah, see. The Pluto Network stuff that Colin's mm-hmm. talking about is also built into Paramount Plus, and there's just a Star Trek. Um, oh yeah, I know that channel, oh, and yes. it just plays oh, different blocks man. of Star Trek. Yes. Like, Throw it I definitely on. love yeah. that. Caught a couple episodes of Enterprise a couple weeks ago. Nice. The um, temporal Cold War. Scott Bakula. Well, you know, speaking of uh, Paramount Plus and Halo, I do have a, an um, an update. I um I bought a a gaming PC laptop. Right? Oh my god! Um, Hold the trigger. Yeah. So I did. I, I have a a laptop uh, designed for gaming. That is the purpose that I have bought this machine for. And I'll tell you, um, it's it's like two days old. Like that's that's how long I've had it. Oh, so wow. I haven't done anything. But I did like uh you know, download some stuff and I got game pass with the, the deal or whatever. And I downloaded halo and I'll tell you what, you guys were like Fortnite's for babies. Halo's for babies. Halo <laughs> is the same exact game. I booted it up. Well, I never I said I wasn't won my first two matches. Oh, okay. And yeah. Yeah. And the same sort of like dopamine hit of like, now you Get can unlock this going, skin. Baby. I want to see this. Well, it's the same um, game loop that Halo's always had, but are you playing ranked? Or are you playing you know, social playlists? Quick played, like like once it loaded up, hit quick play, and the two things I got dropped into. One thing I didn't understand the rules at all, but it was like <laughs> King of the Hill, but called something different. Um, hmm. But the rules like felt like King of the Hill, and then a free for all Slayer, but like oh, like Stronghold, where you got to hold the points yeah, or whatever yeah, i think that's what oh, yeah, gotcha, again gotcha. Like, this is literally like i just fired it up and i was like let's do this i have a xbox controller in my hand and like yeah. it was so it was so great it felt so great you know yeah uh, the mechanics like, are great jumping back in it felt the same but like mm-hmm. yeah it definitely was like this this is uh, essentially a first person version of the experience i have when i'm playing uh fortnite sure which well is they're a both shooter games yeah i know and they push but Joe, you to gotta the let shop me know unlockables yeah yeah, you gotta let me know when you're when you're playing because you know 
we used to play that all the time till Elden Ring came out. But uh, <laughs> you know, I would jump back into some Halo if you ever wanted to play oh, yeah. a little bit no, of Halo. Definitely. That's, uh, Party that's up, you know? one of the reasons I got it. And then everyone was like, "Well, that's cool, but you have to get Elden Ring." And I was like, "Well, <laughs> I you know I gotta I, I gotta be a little Get bit behind. It. I'm I'm on Halo now, but I, you know I also downloaded uh, Back for Blood, which I have not checked out yet, but I'm super excited mm. about. Sea of Thieves is in my um, oh I have Sea of as well. Queue, so I'm I'm really oh, excited games I to, play uh, to read about. So hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on. Game, Joe. How quickly was the exposure of spend real money, spend real money, spend real money to you? Uh, ju- the same, it's the same exact interface, basically. Like it loaded up, mm-hmm. it did its intro screen, and then it was like, do you want to buy stuff? No? Okay. Then You're, you can move on. I'll in. say this Just about Halo is that if you want the battle you know, pass, it's the first thing they show you. It's, yeah, it's, it's the, the same is. exact experience. The gameplay is very fun, but a lot of people have been very frustrated with the with the launch. Ever since launch, they ha- there's it's been broken in so many ways. They haven't fixed the issues. They've barely put out any new content. So that's why people are a little bit over Halo now because once you've played it for long enough, and I've played you know hundreds of hours of it, but you get bored of the same eight maps or whatever. Yeah, there's been almost no new content. They haven't even fixed issues that have been there for months. So. They really need to get their shit together, three four three, and That's fix fair. some issues before well, I really want to go back. I, I also you. downloaded a Star Wars Battlefront two and some other some other classic good one for perfect launches. That's the, the PS two well, and the other thing. I have my my Steam library, you know. So there's a. I'm just excited to have a, you know a new gaming option. That's awesome. Basically, it was totally. I'm not going to buy an Xbox because I want my PlayStation five eventually. So this was a good. Uh, you know, this is something I could always use a laptop. I, I didn't have a laptop to begin with. So. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Saying. We'll have to get it some some games of Halo in because the only thing that makes it worth playing is playing with your friends. So if you're getting into it, we'll have to dive back in as well. There we go. Hell I'm yeah. excited. Um, so another yeah. thing that we dove into, Joe, I saw ads for this too. And again, looking at your cheat sheet, Fortnite has a new mode that has no building whatsoever yeah. is that, the, is that the draw uh, this was <laughs> your notes. <laughs> no so crafting. it's a new it's a new season it's uh you know the the time for spider-man and web swinging is over now dr strange and the prowler interesting enough hmm. colin are the two hmm. uh named characters from marvel that you can unlock with this season's battle pass and uh the rock or the foundation played by the rock Dwayne mm-hmm. the rock Johnson plays a fictional character named the fa- the foundation in Fortnite. Mm-hmm, he's fighting. Sure. Uh, I don't know this character's name. I'm just going to call him bad rock or, or white rock. Probably. Black Adam. He's a, he's a white dude. <laughs> white <laughs> yeah, rock. Yeah, um, white stone. And, yeah, yeah. So this dude and uh, and the rock are like against each other and they blew up buildings. So you can't build anymore. Mm. Um, and it was great. Damn it, the I rock. loved it. They added uh, it sprinting and jumping building. and stuff like that. Uh, so now so they just made it Call of Duty. Well, building or, is or back, Halo. <laughs> but there's like two different modes now, so you oh, can okay. either play it with or without the building. Um, Interesting. But yeah, like frankly, like you know, running and jumping seems like something that should have been in there from the get go. So it feels very <laughs> natural to uh, to have it back. But yeah. I've got the the gaming PC, but I still log in and get my Fortnite chores done. Don't don't get me wrong. All right, all right, nice, nice, very but, nice. Yeah, I would think. I well, since we're talking gaming, yeah, yeah, take it should away. Should we mention? Of course, the one, the only, the ring, the one the ring, Elden the Ring. ring. <laughs> it's the only ring that I care about anymore. 
Mm-hmm. No, that's not true. But it is a great game, and I know we've both been playing it, Mike and I, a lot. Yeah. And some of our friends who are way better at the game than I am. But, <laughs> um, you know, it's okay. I'm a scrub, but I still enjoy it. Yeah, go listen to our, our episode more in depth. But, yeah, I, I did beat it finally, like after, you know, I was gone for a week. Ooh. I had a week off, man. I was having withdrawals from the ring. Um, came back, finally beat it. Um, and it's great. Precious. And I'll keep playing it. Now the speedrunners have gotten it down to 18 minutes. So that's insane. Oh my God. Well, now you can skip most of the bosses. It took me 120 hours to beat it the first time. (laughs) Now you get down to 18, literally less than a 10th of the time. So, I mean, I say, there's I truly just not... one you just have like some ladies like here's the key take it to this place and it's like fight the last boss that's truly like well, all there's for the certain things you can jump down game. and skip yeah, a whole area yeah. of the, the map and... okay the main the main thing they do is they trick the game into loading you into the wrong area so it's like Okay. It doesn't know where to load you, so it puts you away. None of that counts for me, Mike. All these speedrunners who do this stuff where it's like, but you have to get the disc out while it's in the load screen and spit on it and put it back in, and then you're at the final boss. Well, there's different categories, right? There's glitchless. There's any percent glitchless, you know. So if you're going no glitches, then it's it's going to extend your time, right? But the other point is... I'm always going no glitches, baby. No, I love glitches because it's like, well, then you're at the final boss and you have, like, not leveled up whatsoever. And now you, like, really have to be very good at the two things you actually have to fight. You're a naked guy with a stick. Yeah, basically. I see the validity Our friend right now is doing a... uh, level one playthrough right where he's trying to play the entire game at level one yeah friend of the show up. chris has almost beaten the game at level one it's insane to yeah. me too much so i can't even imagine how you know i would do that i i'll just say i am i've played like 80 hours of this game i'm not even close to the ending i don't think there's <laughs> lots of areas that i have not been to yet um there's lots of bosses i have not defeated yet you know i'm making my way slowly you know along and i'll beat it when i beat it you know probably in a couple months yeah, like I said, 120 I hours it. for me. So there's plenty to love on that game. Joe, eventually you'll get there, but it's uh, maybe you yeah, will. Yeah, like three years from now, I'll be like, hey, guys, um, you ever heard of The Witcher 3? I'm going to play that. And then I think it's a little dragon heavy. Yeah. Let's play some Gwent. So be careful. Um, but Colin, let, let me ask you I see, what, you know, you got your list here. What, what's some stuff you've been watching, man? I have not been playing too much. I'm so happy that all my friends have been playing so many video games. I just come home with this. We've been um, making you watch us. And, <laughs> well, yes, that does make me feel good. That is a outlet that I can do. Coming home from work, I'm always just like, if I even play like a Pokemon for like an hour, it's literally just going to be me coming out and being like, oh, I have to like go level these things up and then I'm done. And it just like bums me out so much as I get older. Mm. But um, yeah, I feel you there. What do what do I want to plug? Oh, the big one for me right now. When I'm not watching you guys, uh, when I'm listening to something, Joe, huge wreck for you. So my favorite free podcast is called Blank Check. And no, it's not about the Disney movie. And yes, they've covered that. But it's a <laughs> podcast about auteur theory where it's hmm. we'll look at filmmakers it's a mini series. We'll do one episode on every movie they've made in order, and mm. we will identify the film that is what you call their guarantor, which is like, I'm George Lucas. I made Star Wars. That means right. I get a blank check for the rest of my career. That means the rest of my films up to Red Tails or, you know, Howard the Duck are my blank check. It's just, I'm known as George Lucas. I get to do this. I get to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, my two favorite filmmakers are David Lynch and John Carpenter. 
and I kind of thought I would get the most satisfied I, I was ever given out, out of this podcast last October when they did John Carpenter. And I thought, oh, this is great. Um, you know, that's it for me. Otherwise, I'll just get to learn about cool new filmmakers. They've done Elaine May. Um, you know, they've done um, John Singleton. Like, just a, just an array of filmmakers that aren't necessarily my bag or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes they like to cover a filmmaker when they have a new film coming out. And now, maybe an important director to us has a first film coming out for the first time in 10 years. And it might be called... A little thing called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, wow. That's right. The new miniseries is on Sam Raimi, my friends. Wow. Oh. Who is the big one. I mean, the guy that Joe and I did an entire episode, the two of us just being like, this is the guy who like, you know, Evil Dead's like the most important thing that's ever been made. Mm-hmm. And they're three episodes in now. They've done Evil Dead, Crime Wave. Evil Dead 2, they're not doing It's Murder, Joe, like the early, like, 8mm, you know, Super 8 thing that they did. The Quick and Um, the Dead? They'll get, I mean, Jacob, Spider-Man episodes, multiple Spider-Man episodes, Mm -hmm. a a, a weird Wizard of Oz episode that nobody Uh, remembers. Darkman episodes, come on. Darkman, yeah. The the things that you get to talk about, and and I ask you guys, is this an auteur filmmaker? To me, you know a Sam Raimi movie. It's goofy and dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when you're watching it, you go, "This is a goofy, dumb movie," and that's great. When that camera's sort of on a two by four, that, uh, you know it's Sam Raimi. Yeah, he's sort of an auteur that works within the studio system, right? And he'll make big studio films like Spider-Man and now Doctor Strange. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see a Marvel movie made by someone like him because they usually don't you know like they had edgar wright and then that didn't work out so it'll be interesting to see like an auteur kind of person doing do an mcu movie yeah but like here's the difference like the big difference between those two to me is he's an auteur and like the way he's an auteur is that all of his movies are made by someone who played a lot of D D as a kid like it's not edgar wright like wanted to do things that don't fit in anyone's sandbox uh, Sam Raimi like grew up reading Spider-Man and Doctor Strange comics and being like obsessed with doing them. So right, like you know, he's just the type of guy who's going to play with those toys well. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, he knows how to do the big budget, but still get his style across. You know, he could still get his Bruce Campbell cameos in. I'm wondering how that's going to factor into the multiverse, and now, it's supposed to be a little spooky too. So it's going to be good to, to see him come back. To a- Bigger question I want to ask you all, and Mike, please answer right away. What do you guys want out of that Doctor Strange movie? Having just come off of a film where we saw Doctor Strange interact with three Spider-Men, I said in that podcast, that hand is dealt. You know, you can't keep doing that. What do you want out of that movie, Mike? Well, uh, primarily I want it to allow Andrew Garfield to work with Sony and kill Morbius. Just kill him. Yeah. Just comes through a portal. <laughs> I just, I just whatever happens here, I just want it to allow Andrew Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man three to happen and get t- so just give Sony that Spider-Man and keep Tom Holland and just let them ruin their entire franchise as they're apt and uh, want to do. But we'll see. I have really no expectations for this movie, uh, Multiverse of Madness. Might not even be the probably won't be the best multiverse movie this year, which I'll get to. But uh, nice, nice. <laughs> Yeah, I 
it could be anything, really. But I don't, like, you know. Hugh Jackman's Wolverine comes out, and Jacob, you're like, yes, <laughs> I'm so satisfied. That's exactly what I wanted. Well, we've already heard, you know, Patrick Stewart's voice in the trailer, right? So we know that could be a thing. Although, doesn't mean it's going to be in the movie else? as more. Yeah, like X Men. I, text, yeah. I texted Joe because the thought occurred to me. We were talking about the Illuminati, what this thing is, this council of other people. And it's so obvious that they're going to use this for these cameos of these Brian Singer X-Men characters to mm-hmm. kind of interact with our main Marvel ones. And Joe reminded me that Beast is on that council. And I said to him, who would you prefer, Frasier or the War Boy? <laughs> and what was your fucking answer, dog? Toss out and scrambled eggs, dog. Toss salad and motherfucking <laughs> nice. scrambled eggs. Give me that uh, Frasier, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Like, do you guys want that? Do you guys want, like, 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 like what? Like what out of that movie? I, I don't know. I mean, they're going to tilt at just the right moment. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. A crazy push in <laughs> camera. <laughs> that some... Sam Raimi's just like, just fucking do it, man. I need the it's... two by four shot. If I do not have that, I will be very upset. Um, a Bruce but, Campbell love Ash was in it. Bruce Campbell cameo um, as Mysterio. Maybe there was a tease. Oh, maybe he's like in a universe. It was you could see that uh, version I'd of him, so and then happy. he's just gone, right? Yeah. Um, and then I guess just get the mutants in somehow. We know House of M. Or no more mutants. The reverse. We have Wanda in this is potentially a villain. The mutants if are you here had to, now. Mike, if you had to pick one, Halle Berry, Hugh Jackman, mm. you know the big ones. Patrick Stewart, we know's in there. I- I'm not going to let you guys count him. Right? Fucking Fraser Crane as that blue monkey walks through that fucking hallway, mm-hmm. waves at Benedict Cumberbatch, and is like, "I'm here to judge you." Like, like what would get you off as an audience member? I mean, Michael, Hugh Jackman is the big one, right? But Michael but, Fassbender I mean, both, would be good too. Oh yeah. Well, they can't have oh, Fassbender yeah, and yeah. Stewart because they didn't. They would have to have Mc, Mc, McAvoy and, and Fassbender. But it's they all get all Time is. Timey wimey. Ian McKellen. Every universe can uh, touch. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Know. You know what? The, Ian McKellen would be you crazy said, too. Though, no mm-hmm. one said anything about Doctor Strange. Like, no one's looking forward to <laughs> anything to do He's with Doctor Strange. Is, There's evil Doctor Strange. Whatever. Maybe, uh, maybe the problem with this movie is that uh, if you're not really, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not. Uh, Doctor Strange is not one of my favorites. So no, I don't me know either. I hope it feels, uh, I hope it's a good Doctor Strange movie for people who want a good Doctor Strange movie, and yeah. but I worry that it is just going to be like, okay, cool. Well, uh, there's the Deadpool cameo. Now you better give us this one, and th- you know what I mean. Like, are people going to watch this as a movie, or are they going to watch? But it Joe, as- I, th- I feel like this movie it doesn't have to be that good because. MCU, they're just ri- they're riding the wave of positivity from Spider Man. This movie <laughs> it could be just kind of average. We did it, yeah. please. Yeah. No, this Fair. feels like a bridge movie. It's like we need to use this to set up Phase Four, whatever we're on now. Like we just need to set up all of the put all the chess pieces in order. Whether we're going to have X Men or not, we have you know the Young Avengers coming soon. Like this is simply to me a bridge movie. Uh, and and sometimes you need to write an annual issue to like push the book. It happens. Basically, yeah, that's how I'm looking at it. So, um, but well, while we're on the subject of movies, yeah. uh, I had a couple more movies I wanted to mention, specifically an MCU movie and a movie about multiverses. Oh, well, there so we go. What, what better segue could you have than that, right? Not a single um, one better. <laughs>
but I saw Eternals recently, right? On Disney Plus. Never saw it in theaters. Uh, finally got around to it. You and Joe saw Eternals. Mike, did you catch this one yet? Uh, man, I was too busy watching Jackass on PP Plus. <laughs> <laughs> so I have PP not Plus. seen this one, but I did catch the new Disney show, which we'll, I'll talk about that after we get Interesting. Interesting. We'll stay spoiler free on Eternals. I am mm-hmm. very curious about what both of your thoughts are. You guys know mine, which is that it is the Prometheus of Marvel movies, and I don't <laughs> right. appreciate anything about that. Well, when I was about to watch it, I did text you guys, and you were not selling me on it. You were kind of negative no. about it. Um, you know, I thought it was decent i didn't hate it it was enjoyable enough to watch i mean it's definitely too long uh but i think you know the critics were a little harsh on this one i think it's trying stuff like it's it's really ambitious and uh you know i was interested in in not no spoilers but the sort of reveal of what's all going on with the celestials and all this stuff like not knowing that much about the source material i was interested enough and you know it held my attention it's just, it's not my type of Marvel movie. Like, to be honest, like, you know, I don't really care for, like, the cosmic mm, entity right. stuff. Right. Well, we got it with Get Loki. a neighborhood Spider-Man, not a spaceman that can eat a planet. Exactly, That's a little yeah. Less yeah. Fun. But even Loki felt so earthbound opposed yeah. to this, where it's like, mm. I just don't want sweet, sweet young Peter Parker <laughs> having to think about, like, the machinations Asian of, aliens. like, like mm-hmm. yeah, like, what like yeah. what made me? It's like no 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 shh. You, like, no, like, no no you don't need to uh, think yeah. about that. The movie was like real like it felt like just devoid of personality to me. Like every character is really bland. kind of flat. Yeah, I will like, say you know big ensemble cast, but very flat. Like I thought you know Gemma Chan, who's kind of the main character. I thought she was kind of flat. I thought she's incredibly movie, passive. Okay. This movie has Jon Snow and Rob Stark, two actors that I don't think are very good actors outside of Game of Thrones. Mm. Uh, but it's weird that they're both in this movie and they're both in love with a character named Cersei. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking about that when I was watching it for whatever reason. But Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah. You know, Rob Stark, uh, what Richard Madden, he's fine in his role, I think, because he kind of fits the the role that he he's doing. Uh Jon Snow, I don't even know, like, I don't know, man. I don't know Kit Harington. Uh, <laughs> and he's going to be, you know, if you Why know is his he character. in that movie? Like, he doesn't do anything. He's in that movie no. in the post cred scene where they're like, by the way, this guy's uh, someone called the Black Knight, which, you know, if you've never read comics, you, you don't know who that is and you don't care. Also, that no, voice that you're hearing, Lawrence. that's Blade. <laughs> Did you know yeah. that? He hasn't so been in the hear, movie or uh, anything yet. Mahershala so. Ali's voice as Blade in the post-credit saying okay. i don't know if you're ready for that son or whatever he says mm-hmm. um but yeah we have black knight we have moon knight now there's too many knights now i can't keep track of this crap. werewolf by night coming soon please <laughs> Multiverse yeah. of Madness. <laughs> all the nights. honestly my favorite characters were the side characters in this like kumail nanjiani who was probably the most uh had the most personality in the movie and then you have Can you know go? obviously big stars like selma hayek angelina jolie uh, but it just felt very, I mean, it was very weird, but it's kind of like the X-Men if they were all ancient aliens and really boring. leads into the ancient aliens angle. It's nothing, it's nothing like the X-Men and it's like, this is, <laughs> it's never going to work. Thank That's you, fair. It's, it's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It makes me so it's mad because okay. it's like, they did this with the Inhumans. They do this. The, the thing that makes the, the X-Men special is the politics around the X-Men. If you take those out, 
it's just generic superheroes that are generic. And like this one is like feels it feels like the Inhuman series to me. And like yes. I mean that as an insult. Mm. I'll okay. say the, the characters of the X-Men just aren't boring characters. You have like Storm, who's like the second le- or most or least interesting character. And her titles are like thief, queen, goddess, you know, ex-woman um, teacher. Uh, yeah. I think know, when it comes and, down and, to it, the only characters that I felt interesting were Kumail and uh, Rob Stark, who's kind of like the Superman. He's, yes. you know, the most powerful, I guess he has. The same yeah. powers as Superman, and basically. what it boils down to but is can both you of those characters' Brad powers Pitt, are Jacob? explosions. Like both of their powers are <laughs> pew pew. Like. Yeah, they're all beams of light or whatever <laughs> yeah. energy. But uh, you know, it was it just it, it wasn't as bad as I was led to believe by a lot of reviews. There's a lot of Marvel movies that I think are worse than this. It's it's more ambitious, and I'm more interested in some in a movie that's more ambitious rather than an average movie that might be more uh agreeable but not doing anything very interesting this movie and it's really going Ant-Man for the twos yeah it's really going for thing you know you might not think it works all the time but and again i thought the cinematography was better than average for for a marvel movie like a lot of it is on like those like beaches or whatever which is like kind of looks cheap to a certain degree because they're just shooting on these locations where there's like hmm. not a lot going on but uh yeah, there's some like good cinematography made, in there they made the marvel movie people like leave their warehouse where they shoot everything on a green screen <laughs> and they're like this is the greatest thing that's ever happened did you know there's an outside and like yeah Kevin know, Reich, his mind enough. was blown because chloe Zhao showed him like natural landscapes and stuff i don't know but <laughs> he's like all new yeah. he's never been outside i guess he was grown in a lab to make movies <laughs> Mm-hmm. But Chloe Zhao wanted to make like a Tree of Life, Terrence Malick kind of movie, and I think they reined in some of the more uh, out there choices. And like, well, it still has to be like you know a blockbuster or whatever. So there's, but there's not a lot of action. Like, it's not really focused on the action. It's more focused on the dialogue and the different characters' point of view, philo- philosophical differences and, and whatnot. And it is presenting like a clear theme and it is like about something which is, you know, more than most Marvel movies can say, but it is also criminally unfunny. Like, there's mm. the, the amount of times people look at the camera and say, that went well, and then slip on banana peels <laughs> is like out of oh, control. Geez. Not good. Sure. Well, there's too many. there's too many Eternals and you gotta showcase them sometimes and not all of them are very interesting most of them are not very interesting i would say (laughs) most of them are not very interesting or or well performed (laughs) no no king goes your favorite all right fuck them let's get out of that then let's talk about Mm -hmm. our last movie here before we jump and i say give our final thoughts on all our great stuff we've enjoyed today jacob Mm -hmm. yes marvel producers directors you Mm -hmm. have you have the russo brothers producing the Daniels music the video Daniels. directors making right. a multiverse movie. That's right. That's the big trend right now. Marvel's oh, doing yeah. it. DC is going to do it with the flash movie. Multiverses are in a 24. So doing now we now. have the, yeah, a 24 multiverse <laughs> movie directed by the Daniels, which is two guys named Daniel. Uh, their first movie was Swiss army man, which is about, uh, you know, Paul Dano finds a dead body on, on, he's like stranded on an Island. It's Daniel Radcliffe and he mm-hmm. uses it to like, and it's very zany. Right. And uh, very creative. Corpse. They're very yep. creative. They're great with like effects and, and they're just very, you know, they come out of the, like you said, the music video world. 
Uh, really, really talented guys. So they made this movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Michelle Yeoh, starring role. Uh, of Star and, Trek fame. Yep. Yes. Uh, Star Trek of many, many things. Um, international talent. Extremely talented actress, yeah. Yes. And uh, you know what? This movie... Really, really good. Uh, one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Uh, early contender for movie of the year for me. Um, mm. Just can't praise this movie enough. And I don't want to overhype Amazing. it because anywhere you look, people are talking this movie up. It's it's the critical darling right now. But uh, I think it's totally you know earned its praise, and it's really, really good. You hey, you completely oversold licorice pizza to me, and then I saw it, and I was like, this is the best thing that's ever been made. So now I'm like, absolutely, like whatever you want to say, Doc. Um, yeah. I've heard nothing but good things. From what I see in the trailers, it looks like it's tapping into something I really liked from um, the that Sense8 show mm. um, that the Wachowskis did, where it's like, oh, you can tap into these other people's abilities around the world and yes. use them at will. But now it's like you're tapping into yourself in the multiverse, kind of like Jet Li's the one, except you can like work together with all of them instead a of murdering that them. Blew that's young essentially, mind, yeah. Like. yeah, that's right. essentially the premise is that there's all these different versions of you. The one. Yeah. There's all these different, there's all these different versions of you that exist in different universes that, you know, basically based on your life choices, your life, you know, splits at different points a lot like loki right uh yeah, so there's yeah. many different Nexus versions points. Of you. everyone knows multiverses at the point but you can basically Turns jump out. into their body and use their talent so one of them might be might know martial arts one of them might you know be a cook or whatever or a chef and um, that'll come in handy in a variety of situations one depending of me a professional might be happy driver i don't I know tap into that. <laughs> <laughs> well that's right that's what the movie is getting feel at. It. You, know? you just, you just tap um, into it. Being John Malkovich vibes, too. Oh, totally, nice. totally. Very being John Malkovich. Um, but it's also a, an action movie and has some of the best action that I've seen. Very Hong Kong oh, style action. Uh, it's nice. taking inspiration from all kinds of stuff like, uh, you know, Kung Fu Hustle, uh, Jackie Chan, <laughs> like all different influences with the, with the action. Very well choreographed. And it's one of the most creative uh interesting like new movies that i've seen like in a long long time like one of the best theater experiences i've had um really can't praise it enough and michelle yo is great i'm just gonna predict now oscar nomination best actress for her uh her husband is played by key he kwan who you may mm-hmm. know as short round from indiana jones yes and data from the goonies uh, mm-hmm. he has not acted in a film since 2002. This is his return to acting after 20 years wow. and he choreographs, right? Yeah. He was a, he's a, uh, like a, a stunt man, I think, or like an action choreographer. Chore- choreographer. Yeah. Uh, did a lot of behind the scenes stuff, but now he's back acting. He they fucking kills it. it. Oh yeah. Really? Nice. He was the standout other than Michelle. Put Yeo, him like, in the next Indiana Jones. Do not replace him. That's with what like it should fucking be. Like Randall, like Park Steven Yoon or, or something. Like, no, yeah. it should yeah, be. No, I mean, he's like 50 now, but yeah, I say, let's do it. Um, he was great. Very- Indiana Jones is like a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For you and Harrison, use the actual yeah. guy. Yeah. No, you're um, right. That's definitely it, like it's something I've been wanting to watch. You know, I'm a big A24 fan. Uh, yeah. Green Knight was like my favorite movie of that year. It came out of there. Right. I've been wanting to see Macbeth with Denzel Washington. Like they got oh, an X, which I didn't get to see either. There's a lot yeah, of A24 stuff movies, that I'm dying to see. Two movies in theaters now with X and <laughs> everything everywhere. 
I would say this one, definitely seek it out. See it in theaters. If you get the chance, I highly recommend it. It's, it's a ton of fun to watch. Uh, it's got that manic music video energy, uh, really just super creative and original. And, uh, yeah, it's great. I have, um, I'm definitely gonna be checking it out. I have two really unhinged things that I want to talk about before we get out of here. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't want to jump to final thoughts yet. I'll save one for final thoughts and one now. Would you rather I talk about uh, the year 2002 or the Leprechaun (laughs) franchise? Those are your (laughs) options. So the Leprechauns, (sighs) of course. Okay, great. 2002 for the rap, yeah. Okay, great. So I'll save 2002 for the rap. It's time to talk about the Leprechaun franchise. Uh, It is the beginning of April. Oh, yeah, go ahead. It's beginning of April. I just want to say there's a, a, a stunt in the Jackass Forever that reminded me very much of Leprechaun's franchise. Anyway, continue. We That's all. No, it's a pogo <laughs> stick. Oh, Hornswoggle comes out? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Not quite. So, so, you know, March happened, the month of March. And in the month of March, there's this, uh, this event that is called uh, St. Patrick's Day. And on St. Patrick's Day, mm. I decided to watch... Uh, all of the Leprechaun movies. So we watched every one That's of them. Insane. In How many is that? Uh, more than you would think. How many do you think it is? I, uh, let me just say, okay. To do it I have one seen, day? I've seen number one, I've seen In the Hood, and I have seen the one where Hornswoggle plays the monster. So okay. there's at least five. I've never seen a Leprechaun movie in my life. I'm going to say if you can watch them in one day... Hour and a half each, roughly. No, no, no. I'll this was it. over the course like of three days. Five. I'm sorry. This three was days. over the course okay. of three days. I'm going to say there's less, less than Halloween in its franchise, but I'm going to say like seven or eight. That's going to say 11. Eight oh, is the one. Okay. Eight. Eight. eight is the one. Eight. Okay. Yeah. Eight. So, uh, yeah. There's eight of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Leprechaun <laughs> right. also has a sequel. So, so the way it works is there's there's what? Leprechaun still in the hood. Yeah, uh, yes, yes, that is still in duh or I'm sorry, back to the hood. Duh, um, uh, back to the. Okay. There's not so, a, there's not H two O two. No, you can't not. sequelize that one. Uh, look, 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 look! I gotta talk all about these movies, okay? So I watched them all, and um, I'm gonna talk about them in order. Number one is the first one. It is Leprechaun. Uh, starring uh, Jennifer Aniston, who's an awful actress. Classic. Uh, and the things that she does awfully, she does awfully for her entire career. It does not get better or worse. That is, wow. uh, she's she's always kind of the exact same and then just got, like, older and technology got better. So, like, she was always, like, looking better shot. But, like, the same sort of, like, oh, wow. Oh, oh. Like, like the same sort of manic energy that she had in Friends, she has in Leprechaun. Uh, so number one is the first is the first leprechaun the the second best leprechaun is the latest leprechaun which pulls a classic halloween movie or halloween move and says forget all those other ones those don't count the only one that counts is the jennifer aniston version why do you think they would do that? What, are you going to have Jennifer Aniston come back? No, Jennifer so never Aniston went to is the hood? dead in these movies. <laughs> it's uh, her daughter. Oh, okay. It's her daughter, yeah. Uh, of course. And um, mm-hmm. some of the original cast members from the first Leprechaun Hold on, hold back. on, hold on. Is it Warwick Jesus. Davis in all of these? It is Warwick Davis in a shocking number of these. It oh is Warwick God. Davis in all of these with the exception of money, the one dog. where Hornswoggle uh, takes over, Right. right? 
Right, right. So there's the first one, which is just kind of this, like, no one dies. Like, no one even gets hurt, really. Like, a couple people get, like, bit. He's into biting. Um, oh, interesting. That would be good for teenagers or, like, kids. Bit. Yeah, like, in the first one, like, he's just, like, kind of this guy who's, like, shows up, and they're like, oh, that guy is dangerous. And, like, like, like don't go near him. And they trick him. He goes into a well. In this, this, uh, the second best one came out last, uh, in 2020. So it's a more oh recent movie, uh, which was a sci-fi channel original, went right to sci-fi, and they, at one they point- They still make those? Leprechaun yes, in space. Yes. And at one point, the leprechaun throws his voice, and it's Jennifer Aniston's voice, or an impersonation of Jennifer Aniston's voice. And she's like, yeah, uh, I'm dead. Oh, oh, you gotta move on. Uh, so those wow. are the, the best two. It's wow. the first one, and then the one that happens that doesn't acknowledge the end. And then the fucking Halloween 2018 version. Uh, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. So then there's a two and three, which are just kind of like you know generic Leprechaun movies. He's doing Leprechaun mischief kind of stuff. Every single one of them has different rules and like logic, and is about like a different myth. Uh, the third one is better than the second one because the third one takes place in Vegas, and he makes a bunch of Vegas puns. Oh. Uh, and then nice. the second one takes place in Hollywood. These are all with Warwick Davis. Then they take a break. In the Hood is about a magic flute. I remember that. Yes, In the Hood is about a magic flute. These are what we watched when we got back from Jacob's uh, shindig uh, on, mm. on St. Patrick's Day. In the Hood, and then a double feature with Back to the Hood. Uh, those movies nice, nice. seem like criminal. Like, they, they, they <laughs> sure. shouldn't, you shouldn't be allowed to say things that they said in they're those movies. They're probably very racist. I can't they're, remember. And they're I, not that old. I can only they are not that old. Jeez, um, yeah. <laughs> Leprechaun 4, like, barely fucking counts to me um, because it's not that they knew what they were doing anymore. They were trying to be funny. You can't try to be funny. Uh, like, the other that, ones Is that were, space? Yeah, that one's space. So that one, that one falls really low on the list. But the worst one is Leprechaun Origins, where Hornswoggle replaces Warwick mm. Davis. and um, It's the worst. It, it, it like doesn't make any sense. He's like a werewolf monster. You never see him. He doesn't make puns. He's <laughs> like a chupacabra. Yeah, they don't talk about gold or nothing. Warwick Davis doesn't make any jokes. It's awful. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, I watched every one of the Leprechaun movies. Which one would you consider as the Rob Zombie version of the oh, Leprechaun? Oh, definitely movies? the Hornswoggle version, which has, like, gold oh, yes, vision absolutely. at one point, 100%. like, where he's, like, seeing it in gold, and, like, and he rips, like, like, people's, like, tongue rings out and stuff like that. Warwick A Davis, WWE movie. <laughs> yeah. Or Hornswoggle? Warwick Davis, like, he'll just, like, he wants to bite you, like, he wants to, like, make a pun and then, like, bite a finger off. <laughs> a little off. scamp. I don't, I don't like, like that yeah. either, though. Uh, if yeah, he bites like you, do you turn into a Leprechaun? When he bites you? Yes, in one of them. In one of them, that is the plot. Uh, that's the plot of the Vegas one. And then, like, in the other what? ones, like, if, if if a woman sneezes three times and no one says, bless you, the leprechaun can come and, like, claim her as his wife. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Like, I'm so nervous. About like a weird Ferengi, in, in like, the, shows up your house. In, in, the, in the hood ones, like... He'll turn to stone if you look at him. In one of them, he can't hold his liquor, and that's like one of the gimmicks. And then in the other one, oh, he, he gets can't drunk. get drive. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> he, he drinks beers. He smokes weed. That's insane. He's Warwick Davis. Um, you got to watch all the Leprechaun movies. They're oh, on. I believe uh, in the Hood, he picks up a prostitute. Yeah, from what I recall. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and like you know, he looks at his his uh, penis in the uh, in space one, which ends up being like a creature feature of like a giant uh, space. Spider slug, like lost in space. 
Um, like he's hmm, versus sure. it. They team up with Leprechaun in that one. <laughs> no, they're <laughs> just kind of like two problems happening at the same time. It's it's insane, uh, and they get like more and more sexual. At some point in every Leprechaun movie, dong. he does this thing that is like the most unhinged thing ever, where he pretends to be a woman. And then, like, tricks a man into dying while he's like, oh, look at my woman body. And, like, the first one, it's Jennifer Aniston. She's classy. Like, they weren't doing that kind of stuff. By the time you right, get to the right. fourth one, there's, like, literally, like, oh, the, the leprechaun is, like, presenting himself as a mirage of a blonde and, like, takes his top off and jiggles. Sure, and, like, right. some dude, like, falls in a blender. They're awful. Um, they're on another uh, streaming service called Peacock that uh, you, you only use when you use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Wow. Incredible. It's very appropriate. I wish I would have watched Luck of the Irish. Um, That's what I was going to mention. Like a, a way better uh, My <laughs> way favorite better Disney Channel Equally original scary, movie. though. Uh, Growing he gets up. bit by the leprechaun and then becomes one. Yeah, they, they, and his mom is, is a leprechaun him. or whatever, and his dad's from... Cleveland. He's like, oh, that's oh there's right. the yeah. Lake Irie and there's the Lake Erie. And I always thought that was, you know, fun. Classic he loves stuff. basketball. He's it's just like, like, it's not as fun as a, a gross-looking Warwick <laughs> Davis trying to kiss everyone, okay? That's true. Know. Pogo sticking on somebody's stomach after taking the rubber cap off. Well, bottom, maybe that's what we know? have to watch in October. I'm thinking uh, probably Jason or uh, fucking... Freddy isn't Krueger. it amazing Jason. that Jason oh, right. and the Leprechaun went to space, but Michael and Freddy never did? That is uh, weird. Michael yeah. never made a I'm space. shocked Freddy hasn't gotten there. Space dream in space, bitch. You can have a dream space. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, oh, space they're space. touching down on the moon and they see a street sign that says Elm Street. They're like, oh! <laughs> oh that was no, my yeah, pitch to the, the, uh, the Hollywood execs. I just wrote on a whiteboard, dream space. And I underlined <laughs> nice. it. And I put money Nightmare sign on the space. S. Nice, dude. That's yeah. a classic, classic move. Classic um, move. The only thing I did St. Patrick's Day was watch the St. Patrick's South Park. And South Park is back. It's on HBO Max. They're doing great this season. So that'll be my last thing to wrap up. The old St. Patty's Day. Mm. Um, they've done it again. The Credit Gree St. Patrick's Day special. So check that out. But I guess... Guys, I mean, I don't know how you follow that up. What do you got, Jacob? I want to say one last thing. You slide one more Perhaps in there? Perhaps for Let's my go. fault. Because final up thoughts. We're wrapping up. Uh, oh, I wanted to ask you guys Thanks a question. Me know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you guys a question. Uh, we did an episode about mm. a great show called 24 starring Kiefer Sutherland, mm. Agent Jack Bauer. <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys, because uh, my goal with that show is getting you guys to watch it. I wanted to hear an update. Have you guys continued to watch it? How many seasons have you seen? What are you thinking? Uh, have you stuck with it? I have. And I got deep into season six. I have yet to finish. I wow. know you really like seven. So I'm trying to get through six to get to seven, but... Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's the same old stuff, you know, old Jack Bauer, you know, never question him. He's always right. He's always right. You <laughs> right. Know him now, Mike. You should have listened to him. Some shenanigans. For yeah. my part, you know, I've just finished season seven recently. I took a break. You know, I had a week where I had some family obligations as well, so I was didn't have a lot of time to watch, but I'm getting through season seven. I'm starting season eight. I actually just watched season seven finale today. Nice. And season seven... I think it's like the Star Trek rule where it's like the, all the even ones are the good ones. But for me, 
the odd seasons of Jack Bauer are the best ones. One, mm-hmm. three, five, seven. seven. Maybe Although I also really like two, so add two in there as well. But pretty much follows that rule. That's me. yeah, exactly. Yeah, interesting. But yeah, Joe, what about you? Have you continued um, to watch? I, I continue to watch for a bit, and then I'm doing something entirely unhinged with my background show now that I'll 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 save for mm. my last bit. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm, I'm a little over halfway through season two. Um, season yeah, two, and then and then something much more pressing to, took over which i will explain. sure leprechaun gotcha, movies gotcha. yeah colin oh, it's you, you, just as it is. i have not i did not i was texting you guys the other day that i saw the plot of the or not the plot the cast of um die another day what is it wait 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 the 24, 24 the you movie. only live tomorrow what what's the name oh of yeah the kind um, of return? live another day live that another was the, day that's the revival that's season nine yeah and that takes place in England, London, England. Oh, but, uh, London. I still think season five, best season there is. Definitely a really good one. They shake things up with the main cast with some big characters dying. Season seven started out really good, but there's a final twist in season seven that I didn't like. It's like one twist too far, you know? I can only handle so many twists in a season before I start to, you know, it starts getting ridiculous. There's so many twists at <laughs> any moment. Yeah. But it's fun. Uh, Does Jack Barry ever look in the mirror and say, "It turns out I'm the mole," and then blow his fucking? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, Jack Bauer myself. has has faked his death. He's been in a Chinese prison. Uh, he's been through some shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he's still he's still out there protecting this country, protecting freedom. <laughs> Do you yeah. believe that? You yeah. earnestly believe that? <laughs> Torturing whoever he has to. This is a world saw, where he's got some new TV series, dog. So he's doing all these photo shoots. Kiefer, I know Jacob doesn't okay. hate Survivor. <laughs> so, <laughs> Normie's he's got his music career too. Don't forget. Jacob sent us this music video. I <laughs> urge you all to check out Kiefer's music career. But he's he's doing these photo shoots now for this upcoming series. He has he has. Oh, the so first ladies, right? Where he's playing arms. like uh, I, Teddy Roosevelt or whatever. Or FDR. Oh, is that what it is? He seems to have lost his mind, in my opinion. <laughs> he, he does have a lot of tattoos because he cares more about his music career than his acting career, honestly. But he's in this show called There's this first ladies show that has Michelle Obama, uh, some other <laughs> old first lady, and then she time uh, travels Eleanor to Roosevelt. meet FDR. <laughs> no, it's oh like God. three different stories. Okay, that so Michelle Obama does time travel. Fascinating. <laughs> it's like three different stories. This is three what different the Obamas are doing with that contract at Netflix. They're cooking up this historical fiction. He's playing FDR, mm-hmm. and um, the actress from X Files is playing Eleanor Roosevelt, I believe. Oh, Jillian um, Anderson. I did. Jillian say Anderson. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get us yeah. out of here. Get me away from 24. <laughs> Joe, what is this show you're watching? Is it 2002 related? I assume you're yes. watching The O.C. Uh, no. So <laughs> I'm WrestleMania just happened this week. Isn't, isn't that exciting, oh, everyone? Yeah, WrestleMania. Um, yeah, I watched some of it. But what I've been watching instead is the entire year of 2002 in the WWF. Uh, oh, so man. Peacock has... Attitude era. You know the uh, the WWE Network, and this is the first time it's ever actually been easy to do. I started with the first Raw of the year and the first SmackDown of the year, and I'm watching the year 2002, which was the Whoa. year that Hollywood Hulk Hogan came from WCW mm-hmm. to uh, the WWF. Uh, Chris Jericho, it's 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 insane. 
Uh, I am completely hooked. I started WrestleMania 18 uh, today, which is the WrestleMania of that year. And it's guys, the things you could do on television in the year 2002 (laughs) are out of this fucking world. What's all this cancel culture, Joe? This this Mm -hmm. is a freshly out of 9-11 world where like at one point, one of the bad guys is like, you know, I know it's not popular to say anything bad about our president, George W. Bush. <laughs> and, like, the second he, like, says anything negative, everyone's like, boo, boo. Wow. I watched... Dixie Chicks. I watched the equivalent of, mm-hmm. like, two months worth of content, and I did not see, like, a regular women's wrestling match, but I saw, like, five or six, like, wet t-shirt con- Braun panties matches Braun and shit. Braun panties matches. <laughs> uh, paddle oh, yeah. Trish, Trish matches. Strauss, she leading the crew. Who, who are we talking here? Uh, who Trish we got? Stratus. Trish Stratus, Lita. Lita, at one point, all I did was, like, talk about thongs for, like, five minutes. Of and course. one of the big storylines that's happening, like, keep in mind, like, I watched wrestling when I was a kid. I think we all, like, kind yes. of, like, mm-hmm. tuned in every there for once that. in a while. I don't. I don't remember a lot of the storylines. I'll tell you, <laughs> Triple H is getting a divorce, and it plays like a dad. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, your dad's, your mom's leaving your dad. You better look. He looks like a hero in this show. Mom's gonna oh, like no. let the dog get hit by her new boyfriend. <laughs> At one point, he's about to like pedigree his ex-wife, like mm-hmm. in the middle of the ring, and everyone's jeering. It is at his one. She fakes a pregnancy at one point. It is the most unhinged thing I've ever seen, and I cannot look away. Uh, So, yeah, I'm in March of of 2002, and you got to think, like, it's, you know, there's two programs a week, right? So every week there's there's two episodes, and the episodes are, like, somewhere between an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and 45 minutes for some reason. There's a pay-per-view every month. Like, it is... uh, Man. It's... it's, like insane to watch the things you could get away with in in 2002 you would think it's like 1986 it's it's insane i remember plot lines from that era where like yeah edge and lita were like allegedly going to consummate their marriage in the middle of the ring live i haven't gotten there yet but uh matt hardy and lita just like (laughs) broke up for the first time it is it's like the the romance of behind South it all Park was so, so right about crazy. kind of the white trash Broadway of it all. Like yes. he's getting a divorce and then she faked a pregnancy. And it's like not yeah. even about the wrestling. It's not just some crazy shit. It, it's like the, I watched one where Booker T and the Stone Cold Steve Austin like fought in a Ralph's in Bakersfield. Like that's like they were like, oh, and like when they do cell phone calls, because it's like early in cell phones, you know, mm-hmm. you can hear the other end of the call and they're like, Triple H, I'm sorry to tell you, it's it's not a doctor. It's an actor she hired. And he's like, oh. and it's like, why would you be able to hear the other person on the mic? picked the pregnancy. Perfectly. Giant. Um, Giant gray block cell phones, Joe. What do the suits look like? The huge fucking suits on these fucking giant monsters. So this is the year. I haven't seen them yet, but John Cena and Brock Lesnar, like those guys are going to pop up on the scene any minute. Um, Sure. But like I'm watching like DDP and Rob Van Dam. You know what I mean? Like like guys like that. So it's like the nostalgia level is out of this world. The last episode before this WrestleMania started had... 
a, a handicap match where the entire NWO, so the three dudes there, fought The Rock and Stone Cold. And it was just like any other fucking Monday night in 2002. It's out of this world. Uh, that is so crazy. If you have any like wrestling nostalgia and a Peacock uh, account, you, you got to pick a year, man. It's so crazy. I believe that's kind of the era too, like 17, 18, where you get the crazy like triple ladder tag team matches with Edge and Christian and, and the Dudleys and shit. So uh, like that's a that's a good spot to kind of put yourself into. Um, I would definitely, because uh, I, I need to see WrestleMania was pretty crazy. You know, Stone Cold is back, you know, so you're watching yeah. stuff from 20 years ago. Stone Cold's yeah. in the ring yesterday. It's so crazy. It's so crazy to see. And like, you know, Jericho is um, so in in 2002, what's happening is Jericho is the first ever undisputed champion. He has both the belts. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's like, I'm watching him on AEW still. And this is him 20 years ago is the first ever champion. Like he beat Stone Cold and The Rock in the same in the same night. And like, that's Mm -hmm. like his big claim to fame right now. It's so fun to watch, man. Like it's been that's a great era, such a joy. And like, it's just the perfect background noise because, you know, like when when you work like an eight hour day and you have something on in the background, you can tear through like six or seven episodes and it feels like it just goes on forever. You know what I mean? This, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can do one week of of content as opposed to one season. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's it's wild. You get at least one pay-per-view a week at that pace. You know, maybe even two if it's every day. That's pretty excellent. Um, Very cool. I guess... um, my last thing, and just briefly, because I think we might end up doing an episode if it ends up being good enough, but, you know, Moon Knight did come out. Um, I've seen the first episode, and everyone said, don't watch it. Wait until the second episode comes out, because it's kind of like a cliffhanger. And I wish I would have listened and waited, because it was like, I yeah. like it, but it's kind of incomplete, I think, that first episode. So we'll I see where it goes. I like, uh, it didn't need to be, like, it more could have happened in the first episode. I felt like it was kind of dragged out for what it was, which is interesting, because, like you said, it's only six episodes long the whole series or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, we, I like, I understand what's happening. And like, I just felt like I wanted more and not in a way that like, I'm super interested in. I want to see more, which I'm, I'm interested, but I just wanted more from that episode. Cause I felt like it was kind of dragging out the premise a little bit. The setup kind of took, took a, a yeah. bit long maybe, but we, you know, I get it. You know, he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. And he doesn't <laughs> know what's, what's going, going on, on for 40 minutes of the 45 minute pilot, you know? Yeah. So, but, yeah. uh, we'll see where that goes. But, you know, obviously we like Oscar Isaac, Dune, you know, Ex Machina, you know, Doing Star a British War. accent. Yeah. I was thinking about, you know, we have all these British actors coming over here, playing our American heroes, Spider-Man, Batman. <laughs> what happened to Jack Bauer? Huh? Yeah, Good old uh, American. Yeah. Where, where He's can Hunter Helmsley when you need him to come out here and pedigree. That's funny too, because Kiefer yeah. Sutherland's Canadian, but, uh, it's oh, nice to see an American going over there. He's and, the president. Uh, <laughs> He's the designated survivor. Yeah. How dare you? That's that what's funny about it. It's good to see one of our own Oscar Isaacs going over there doing a British accent. Um, Taking their jobs. It, right? Yeah. yeah. Taking yeah. Their Give them a plus four. Yeah. Go over there and slap them. <laughs> Take that. Yeah, King. Plus King Ethan Hawke. Everyone loves a, ne- a nice Ethan Hawke, right? Oh, yeah, he's been there good from too. Gattaca. Come on now. Gattaca, <laughs> Gattaca pass in effect. Um, but yeah, Colin, how about there you? Any go. final thoughts, final mentions? We've, uh... I will wrap it up with one last nebulous question because I know we're running along here, so I'll stretch it out even further. Um, okay, to okay. throw it back to the Sam Raimi of it all, when I was kind of 
surmising to my father that this was all going on and just how excited I was. Go back and listen to Normie's Story Evil Dead episode. Basically, my whole thesis is there was no YouTube when we were kids. A lot of filmmakers like the Coens, even kids like us, uh, saw Evil Dead for the first time and were like, wow, I didn't know you could do that. And it was just a wake-up call, right? Mm-hmm. Now, that film has affected me so much, Joe and I have seen screenings of it. I've seen it on uh, uh, 35mm. I have seen it oh, that's incredible. Um, on VHS, which was probably the first way that it was introduced to me. DVD, Blu-ray, I don't have the 4K, I've watched it streaming. I said to my father, what do you think is the the media you've seen in the most formats, the movie you've seen in the most formats? I think Evil Dead is that for me. And I have an answer that I hit with him very quickly, but I'll, I'll ask you guys. Do you do you think you have one for yourselves? Huh, the most number of formats? I guess by default it would be Yojimbo. Because I've seen that on DVD, I've seen it streamed, and then I've mm. seen it on Blu-ray, and I've seen it in 35 at the Academy Theater. Wow. One time on my birthday, and Yojimbo's my favorite Kurosawa movie, it was just screening for free on my birthday, and I was like, 35 millimeter Yojimbo, like, come on, man. So, I think that's the one for me. I have no idea. I guess maybe Star Wars or something, you know, having seen Star Wars on VHS, now, DVD. Remastered in the theaters. <laughs> yeah. My dad took a beat and he said, oh, I, how would I know that? And I said, well, can I guess for you? I bet it would be Star Wars. You saw the original films and then everything you just said. But that brought me to the question, Jacob. Are we the last generation because we saw the re-releases in theaters that saw the entire Skywalker what we didn't know was nine film saga in theaters. Yes. So probably far. the yeah. last kids our age, right? Well, cause, yeah, because yeah, they haven't re-released them or whatever. Or they might never. Theaters don't really exist anymore. Guys. Well, they're all on it, Disney it Plus now. You can watch that. them on yeah. your big screen no, but I, like, we, TV. I saw a 35 millimeter print of Empire Strikes Back by going to, you know, my local AMC and buying a ticket. Like that wasn't some sort of special screening. Like they, they re-released them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a now really they're all big digital. month for my family. My dad was very excited to take my brother and I to this. Yeah. It, I, yeah. I still treasure it to this day. Which I I've think seen, we all went, right? I've seen, yeah. yeah, so that's probably definitely the one because we've seen, I've seen bootleg DVD, I've seen regular DVD, I've seen Blu-ray, I've seen streaming, I've seen 35 We mil, had those, I'm sure you had them too, VHS. Joe, the THX VHSs, the gold cover. VHSs, you've yeah. had every four, yeah, you've had every format yeah. of those films, right? Yeah, sure, and I had a bootleg off the movie come, channel. <laughs> the only one that might come close for me is The Dark Knight because I saw that, uh, uh. I saw that the first day it came out, I saw it three different times in every format that you could see it at at the time. So there was 35 mil, 70 mil, and then digital, um, and then streaming, and then DVD, and then Blu-ray. No, Star Wars still wins by one. Nice. Yeah, Star Wars might be, if we're counting all those remasters too, and the generational VHSs um, as well. But man... Yeah, unless it's a boutique, like, kind of art house thing where, like, oh, we got a print of Empire. Everything's digital anyway. So, even if there's, like, a screening of Star Wars, it's going to be a digital, you know. So, yeah, we are the last. Take that, Zoomers. You can't can't take that from us. The last Jedi. But I love that your answer was Yojimbo, Mm -hmm. Mike. I think that's very cool. Yeah. Well, that's it's also just a special one. Like, what are the odds? Who's going to go to that? You know? (laughs) Me. But, uh, yeah. Well, um, we watch it it up, I think. Jacob, any yeah. last throw-in? Just one last final, final. Apologies to The Last Duel, the one movie I didn't really get to 
talk about. <laughs> uh, should have been nominated. Wasn't nominated for any Oscars, strangely enough. It's on Disney+. Plus. Check that one out. Ridley Scott, uh, Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Ben Affleck. He made two Jody Adam Comer. Driver movies in one year, Jacob, Armor. and Adam Driver didn't get nominated for either of them. I know. And Lady Gaga got nominated for the other one. two movies with the same director. <laughs> and he made a movie with a puppet. Well, it's just weird hmm. for me that Last Duel is such an Oscar type of movie for it to get completely snubbed. Very strange. And when you have 10 movies as best picture, very, very strange for me. But I thought it was good. It's a uh, it's a Rashomon, if you didn't know. Oh, uh, okay, cool. It's, yeah, it's basically Rash- It's medieval Rashomon. But uh, I thought it was really, really well done. So shout nice. out to that movie. Check it out. Disney Plus. Thematically tied into the Kurosawa of it all. So nice. Old Rashomon. Also, yeah. South Park has done that too. Um, Normies, who has we it. hope you watch us some stuff. Um, let us know. And then this was my pitch for the end here. Yeah. I, I had said when, when Jacob brought up the Star Trek movies, uh, hold off on that. Because I want to present to you guys now. We do our Christmas series, our, our, our winter watch, uh, kind of, where it's a long mini look at, at a huge franchise. Yes. Mm-hmm. We need suggestions. We need brainstorms. Ah, Let's get yeah. that going now. Well, we've Let's done outsource Star Wars. to fans, too. We've, we've done, done Star Harry Wars. Potter. I keep throwing out the fucking Pirates movies. You guys aren't buying. I feel that. <laughs> Everybody feels that. Maybe it's the old Kirk movies. There's fucking five of those. You know, Normies reach it like, oh, you guys did the Star Wars. Do the Star Treks. Hit us up. Add mm. Normies would, underscore like underscore us. Let us know. I would 100% idea. think that's a great idea. I would love to watch all the... I would even do it as a summer thing like we did Transformers I, last year. I, that's an even better idea. I adore those movies. Space and we summer. Watch, we do that coming up. We could literally watch every Star Trek movie and have like 13, you know, from the... The original series ones, the TNG ones, even the J.J. Abrams ones, you know, Kelvin if we get that far. <laughs> Not my yeah, favorite, right. but uh, the TNG movies generally aren't that great either, but you got Generations, you got Shatner meeting, meeting uh, you know, good Picard in there. You got Tom Hardy I'm, I'm and Nemesis. I'm really familiar with the five. I don't yeah. need the Nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> no one does, trust me, but uh, maybe yeah, we will. Yeah, there's Tom Hardy of it all, though. Yeah. Insurrection is probably the best uh, Picard era, but... Yeah. We'll keep throwing them out at the ends of these episodes. Just if, if you guys ever get an idea of like, well, what if we did every Superman movie? Let us know. And then normies hit us up. Like I said, at normies underscore like underscore us. Let us know mm-hmm. what you're watching. Let us know what you want us to cover. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, like, you know, all that stuff helps. Check out the YouTube channel as well. Yeah, absolutely. We always appreciate it. And uh, I guess we'll catch you next week for a mystery episode. That's just Ooh. code for we don't know what we're doing yet. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, what are you going to Mike? Joe? And this is the Academy Awards. Jacob, best host, best podcast host. Okay. Best Bye, game. <laughs> My podcast <laughs> name. name. How do you know? It was a G.I. Karen joke. I love how that's his defense. I was making a G.I. Jane joke. My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools.